Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Dave Sheridan, and he played Special Officer Doofy in Scary Movie, and he also was in uh, played uh, Sheriff Wilmore in Bloody Summer Camp and Henry Lee Palmer in Massacre Academy. Hey, Dave, how you doing? What's up? How are you, Scotty? I'm doing great. Are you Slasher Scotty? Or, you just call me Scotty if you want. Uh, no, I didn't know if there was a Slasher and Scotty. I didn't know if there was two people. <laughs> nope, just me. I'm so glad to have you on, though. I'm so glad we could make this happen. I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, I know you worked with a couple of good friends of mine, which is really exciting as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm glad to be on. Awesome. Thank you. So the first question I have for you is, how did you get your start into acting? Uh, well, my start into acting, it's, it's more like when, when did I not ever do it? When did I stop? You know, cause I've done it since preschool. So, um, you know, it just kind of morphed into, oh, I was the class clown and to stop the class clown. Then they put me into performances at school and then performances at school turned into going to college, you know, for film and television. And then that turned into internships and jobs and, you know, Saturday Night Live and Second nice. City and then MTV came through and various people came through at Second City, like talent scouting. But right. I had interviews with MTV and that turned into me, uh, you know, making a pilot with them for Buzzkill. Nice. And then I got that show and that turned into uh, meeting people, you know, like Mike Judge at MTV and Terry Zweigoff and, um, and uh, you know, ultimately that was the at, once I was on that show on MTV Buzzkill then that opened the door to scary movie because nice. I was now working with other companies lots of companies at that point so nice that's awesome so you know, once you get scary movie with Doofy then it then that was it you know yeah absolutely and officer do special officer Doofy was he was amazing uh, I really enjoyed that character um so obviously uh you were in scary movie as you mentioned what was your audition like for that well, so, um, yeah, basically, I've, I've told this story so many times, but people, it'd be funny to like, it's kind of like a Bible now where it's like, this is the, the word according to Slasher Scotty, you know, his version of the story. It changes, you know, what if somebody can compile all the various stories of me walking into Keenan uh, in full chip attire. So, so Doofy, prior to being cast as Doofy, uh, the character's name was Chip. And he, I had two short films. I think I made two, maybe three short films and people saw those. I think I spoke to you earlier. I, I would make these VHS tapes and spread them around town. And um, Miramax called me and said, we think you'd be perfect to play Doofy as this character Chip. Would you be willing to do it? I said, absolutely. Let me read the script. And then I said, I'll do it if I can play the killer as well, because I was already portrayed as the killer, but I was like, you know, I go, this is my chance to wear a mask and actually kill people. And I know that I can bring a lot of comedy to the physical aspect. You know, when you're wearing a mask and Ghostface is very similar to Michael Myers and Jason, except I talk. Um, but the, so there is a personality slightly like Freddie, but Freddie can move his face and make you know, Ghostface is still like a dead, a dead face character, but with a personality. With right. the voice. Uh, I don't know how many other ones are like that. See, see, Michael Myers doesn't have a voice. 
Jason doesn't have a voice. So those are dead face characters without the voice. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Freddy Krueger, who is a character. He's got personality, but he also can move his face. Right. Um, What other ones do you know of that are in Mm -hmm. in the killer thing? You know, what do we have? We have Leatherface. We have Leatherface. We have Chucky. Okay, so Chucky is... He's more, he falls into a character like Freddy, you know. He's yeah, because he's, he's a doll, but he's not animatronic. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But Leatherface, does Leatherface have a. I, I don't. Say that again? I, I know. I look at Texas Chainsaw as like a family. There's all so many other characters in there. Yeah. He's not like, it's kind of funny that he's like. Yeah really the main character comes out of that just right there's there's leatherface there's uh like the grandpa sawyer you know you know the brother they're really yeah yeah, that whole texas chainsaw master is probably closer to where rob zombie kind of takes his yeah the firefly family from in a sense i can agree with that Um, but uh yeah so i'm just trying to think of like which one is a dead face character but with a personality i don't i'm wondering if i'm just wondering what's out there that is that Ghostface might be the only one. I don't know. Maybe he might be. He actually might be the only one that I, I can't think of any anybody off the top of my head. Right. Yeah. Because even in the scream ones, Roger Jackson has a character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. he's he's a bit pushy. He's a bit ominous. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's maybe Saw. What about Saw? Because there's Jigsaw, like a, yeah. Jigsaw a little bit, but a little you bit. Know, yeah. not moved, you know. I don't yeah. know if he, his eyes move or anything, but uh, he's yeah. he's not as dead face as like a ghost face, right. or Michael Myers or Jason. Yeah. They don't have a face. Yes, it's, it's a killer without a face. You know exactly. They are death. They are lifeless mm-hmm. in, that, in that thing. But but Michael Myers and Jason are truly lifeless. You know, Absolutely. especially Michael Myers. Michael Myers is lifeless. He is <laughs> he's the sociopath. He has no yeah. soul. Exactly. You know I mean? He's the embodiment uh, of evil. Right, exactly. Yes. That keeps walking and you can't yeah. stop it, whatever you do. And um, Absolutely. And that's why I did like that remake, the la- the one that's going to be, the new one's coming out, um, yeah. should have already been out like a year ago or whatever. But uh, yeah, in that final scene where she locks him down and then burns him, yeah, it, it is one time where his lifeless face, looking up, they really captured this uh, just toddler brain. Right. Yeah. Of Michael Myers, so confused, yeah, so sort of sad at the yeah. same time. Like and was, I'm really looking forward to Halloween Kills, especially because if you look closely, that you see Michael Myers standing there, he's burning alive. Then the camera goes to Lori Strode and you know her daughter and her granddaughter in the right. truck, and then a, yeah. the ending clip is back with Michael kind Myers. Of a, that's a little tip to, to Texas Chainsaw Man. Yeah, but Michael Myers at the very last shot in the fire, he's gone. Sure, right. He's gone. Like the, Michael Myers escaped somehow. Yeah. Like he's not there anymore, and that and that's how it ends with him being gone. Where'd he go? So now right. I'm assuming that's how Halloween Kills is going to open. I haven't looked at any spoilers. Didn't look at any scripts. I didn't want to see any spoilers. I want to be surprised right. when I go into the theater. I think he's uh his his overalls burned off, and he the first scene is he's completely naked, he's completely <laughs> naked. Michael Myers. There we go. I want that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> they have any balls? They should do that. At least that would be exactly. Nice. <laughs> so, so we, going back to the, the Chip and Doofy thing was uh, Chip was a big fan of Hulk Hogan and, and I used to shop at these like thrift stores and the only reason I came up with the name Chip was because the first thing the first film I made was I was at a thrift store and I saw a Chevron 
employee shirt and it had a patch that said chip. And I thought, take the Doofy character. All these films I made back in the early 90s were all like kind of Borat-y before Borat, where I would take unexposed cameras. They're not hidden cameras, but they're just tucked away or they're not in your face. So you don't realize a camera is rolling because my characters are so in your face and you don't see the camera 15 feet away. And um, basically, I thought it'd be funny to play like, you know, Doofy to play Doofy working at a Chevron where he comes up and he wants to clean your windows and check your tire pressure. And you're sitting there going like, oh, okay, that's nice. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so um, basically um, there's a limit to how far someone's going to let a character like Doofy start right. to touch the car. So after right. I did that and the muddy, the water was muddy, I'm like, clean your windows. Yeah, it looks good. And they're like, no, you're not doing a good job. And you must be the owner's son, but that's nice. Thank you. And it's like, okay, pop your hood. I got to check your, no, 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 no. And pop you, pop your hood. It's part of the service. And that's where they'd be like, no, you're not going in my engine. You're not going in my engine. So it was a funny, like, you know, a little bit. And uh, um, then I had a, um, uh, I was at the thrift store and I saw this Hulk Hogan I just started collecting Hulk Hogan stuff. Nice. And I got a Hulkamaniac jacket, Hulkamaniac shirt, a Hulk hat, a Hulk like nice. fanny pack, shorts, socks. I had the whole thing. He nice. just looked like a total Hulkamaniac. There, there was not a bigger Hulkamaniac than Chip, AKA Doofy. So that's what I wore in. You know, he'd always say like, yeah, Hulk, you like Hulk, you like the Hulk. And so um, uh, I would, I went in to, to meet with Keenan as Doofy. And I didn't really do the lines they wanted me to read. I stuck my hands in his face. I'm like, yeah, give me five, give me five. And that's kind of where that smell my finger came from. <laughs> it would always be like, give me five. And he'd stick his hand in your face and be like, what the, get out of here. And, um, and I left there thinking like, oh man, that was fun. And then I got a call from Miramax and they're like, what the hell did you do? You got to get back. You got to get back there and show them that you're, you know, you're not totally chip because he thinks we sent the, you know, a mentally disabled person into the audition. And so then I went back and he thought it was freaking hilarious that I was so committed. And uh, he said, do me a favor. We're going to have a, um, he said, we're going to have a, a, a cast reading in a week. And uh, I want you to do the same thing. Come in as Chip, come in in the outfit and don't break character. And it, I did, and it freaked people out the whole time. They're like, oh, like, you know, I could see people moving their seats away from me. And then he finally revealed like, oh, it's Dave Sheridan. He's an actor and that's his character, Doofy. And they're like, what? Like, dude, and they go, you, you know what you gotta do when you come to set, when we start shooting, you gotta, for the crew, you gotta show up as Doofy. And I it kept doing it. It kept like being this thing I kept doing, which was kind of funny. That's yeah. awesome. So are you more of a character actor then? Um. You know what's so funny is people use that term character actor and they miss, they miss, they misuse that term because okay. it has transferred into act, actors that play characters, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But the original terminology of character actor was like, um, uh, um, you know, um, I'll say like a, Humphrey Bogart was a character actor or, or um, who is the bad guy that's always with Humphrey Bogart? You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, who would be a character actor of today, the way it's really termed, the way it's mm -hmm. supposed to be, is, is Danny Trejo is a character. Okay. So Danny Trejo doesn't play characters. Danny Trejo is a character. Right. He's a character. He's a, a type. And he plays, he's Danny Trejo. 
You know, mm-hmm. he's not, I mean, he might play a priest or something, but you can't get away from Danny Trejo. Right. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, Robert Davi. Okay. Uh, you know what he is? He would be a character actor. It's like right. the hawk face and the thing. And um, okay. so, uh, like, there was a guy, Edward G. Robbins, I think that was his name. He was like the bad guy all the time. Nice. And yeah. He's got a look. You know what I mean? It's, yep. it's when you're already a character in real life. Okay. Does that make I, sense? That makes sense. Wilford, I have never known. Wilford that. Brimley is a character actor. Do you remember right. Wilford Brimley? Uh, so, the name sounds very familiar. Look him up. He was in Cocoon. He was in uh, The Firm with Tom. Okay. Or Tom. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm going Wilford Brimley. Yeah. He was heavy with the mustache and. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. You know, <laughs> it, that dude's not showing up as a. Uh, you're not going to look. Whoa, wow, man! He had an English accent, and I couldn't recognize him. It's Wilford Brimley every time. He's going to be right. the same boy. So that's when you you're hiring, and and it came from. The, the you know the Edward G. Robbins type of characters mm-hmm. who had a look and a voice and they would sign with MGM for like 13 pictures okay. to play himself. He that's his character. He's gonna awesome. be that guy, you know, he might be a bank owner or he might be the head of a gang guy, but he, okay. he comes on set, you know. Nice. Uh, Jimmy Stewart would be a character actor, okay. even though he's a lead actor. Mm-hmm. He's a lead actor from being a character actor because he has a certain, I'm watching, you know, like rolling along, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yep. And probably that yep. guy was like, and look at you, your warped, frustrated young man, Mr. Potter. He probably, I don't know that actor, whether he was putting something on or not, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but there were actors back then that did do voices and characters that you didn't, but they weren't known as character actors. Does that make any sense? Yep, makes a lot of sense. Actually, I didn't actually didn't know that because I know that I don't know. Um, I know that Walt Gorney, for example, I'm, you know Walt Gorney, right? From Friday the Thirteenth, Crazy Ralph. Yes, yes. yes. I heard um, on the Crystal Lake Memories documentary they mentioned that he was a very good character actor. They thought he was really crazy because he played. You know, he was he acted like Crazy Ralph all the time. Now, right. do you consider him a character actor outside of the Crazy Ralph character? Like, do you consider him the type of be a character actor? Um, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if you have like, um, you know, the other guy, Walter Goggins, who is in, who's a deputy before me. Okay. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. He, he start. he was definitely a character actor. Now I think he's getting roles where he's immersing himself a little differently in vocal okay. range and size, but he does have a certain look you can't get away from, you know? Okay. So, so, yeah. um, yeah, that's all. It's you know. Yeah. Ultimately, I just hear people say, "Oh, you're a character actor." <laughs> that's really what the term character actor was was when someone okay. was a character, like yeah, not playing a character, not like Ernest, right. like Ernest, but just somebody that is, um, mm-hmm. just has a certain accent and has a certain look and a okay. vibe, and they're that's who you hire. Nice. You know? Yeah. Um, the guy that played the postman. In uh, Seinfeld, the big heavy set guy, Newman, Newman, and did yep. you see him in Jurassic Park? Yep, Wayne Knight. Yep, he was pretty much Newman in Jurassic yep. Park. Right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yes, that's, yep. That's what I mean by character actor. It's like that's that, a perfect that guy walks example. in and we go, "Hey, how about him?" And it's like, "Come play yourself. Just come play right. yourself." Yeah, you know, absolutely. That, that makes perfect right. sense. Yep. Right. That absolute, oh my God, I freaking love Newman too, Wayne Knight. He's good. And like, even if you watched him in the show, it's no longer airing The X's. He basically played Newman in The X's. Okay. That's fun. 
Yeah, but like that's what he does. Yeah, you know what I mean? that's what he he does. You're not going to see him playing a uh, you know a transgender bartender. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's, yep. it's, you know, it's not going to come out. So absolutely. So obviously, you're involved. You were involved with uh, two indie films. Obviously, a bunch of others as well. But uh, these two, um, I have good friends that are involved with them: Bloody Summer Camp and Massacre Academy. So, how did you happen to get involved in both of those films? And for those unaware, can you let them know what both Bloody Summer Camp and Massacre Academy are all about? So, okay, I'll start with Bloody Summer Camp because I'll, I'll just do it in chronological order. That's what I shot first. Okay. Um, they both came about through Felissa Rose, a producing partner of mine, an actress, and we're going to get her on your show. And, yeah. uh, so she shot Bloody Summer Camp about six months before okay. and had a great experience. And while she was on set, she goes, you know, I, I could get you Dave Sheridan. And um, Dave Kerr, the director, right, was like, oh, my God, he'd be perfect. We have a sheriff role. Mm-hmm. And you think he'd do it? And sure, give him a call. And they sent me the script. And I thought it was really funny. And, you know, him and I had uh, a relationship over the phone that I knew I was going to be able to come in and kind of be free to improvise and do yeah. stuff. And I actually developed a form of improvisation, which I already, I guess I figured out I was already doing. But on that film, I really... Um, structured it in a way that now I know what I'm doing um, in, a, in a thing that I don't think anyone else does. And I'm, right. I do tell other actors about how I go about doing it. And I can talk about it here. That's but, funny because uh, that's one of my questions coming up. <laughs> yeah. So so with that said, I shot that one first. And mm-hmm. then we were doing, um, we did a movie called Stream, which is by the Terrifier guys, Terrifier 1 and 2. Uh, 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 David, David, uh, David Thornton, right? He's, he's in it. Yeah, he's yeah. in it. And um, but Michael Levy's the director and okay. his brother in it. And uh, um, it's a really good film. It's like nice. myself and you could look it up. It, it was listed on Bloody Disgusting not too long ago. But that they, we shot that in Gettysburg in the winter. Nice. And then Alyssa was also on that with myself. And then she um, so I don't know how she got involved with Massacre Academy. But she said, look, before we leave town, we could go to Pittsburgh, we could shoot a couple of days on this film called Massacre Academy. And honestly, I didn't know anything about anything. I didn't have a script. That was more of a convenience of, oh, well, I could, okay, great, let's go do it. I haven't been to Pittsburgh and get paid. And then, um, but I was thoroughly surprised on Massacre Academy because like I told you, we were gonna talk about how I'm involved in all these lower budget indie movies, which are mostly horror movies. Um, because that's what you, that's what that genre is. There is a genre of low budget horror movies. Yeah. Um, and m- I wanted to get involved in that stuff. One is because I in studying and learning more about the horror business mm-hmm. and especially filmmaking and lower budget filmmaking and you yeah. make films yourself. Um, but also like once I, once I did the devil's rejects, the conventions really opened my eyes up to mm-hmm. what the horror world was with, in terms of its fans and yeah. uh, loyalty of the fans and the community. And I didn't even know that existed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, my thing went as far as like maybe um, Fangoria magazine growing up, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or film threat or something like that. So um, I do think the one thing the horror community is the thing that upsets me, I wouldn't say upsets me, but it's so there's there's there, there are people don't think this the wrong way i mean i uh 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, spectrum. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Are drawn to the horror community, which yeah. different spectrums. And but because of that spectrum that they're in, they are like, they're like, oh nope, I like, I like Friday Thirteenth. I like Friday Thirteenth, right. and I like that type of film. Right. And oh no, I don't like. Uh, I'm not really into uh, psychological thrillers, horror. Right. Thrillers, you know what I mean? Or I don't like the trauma stuff. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, yep. There's a splatter gore. I don't know. I'm not into splatter gore. I'm not into paranormal stuff. I'm into killers. I like guys who right. walk slow with, with machetes. You know what I mean? Yep. And so everyone, there is people that are just like, that's my style. And that's what I'm into versus me. I really am into all of it right. because I'm into filmmaking and I, and I don't get to pick and choose what I'm acting in. So I'm yep. jumping into like, you know, Massacre Academy is one style. And then Bloody Summer Camp is like a comedy you know comedy thing yep. and massacre academy is more serious and then yeah. i i did a monster sort of creature feature thing called the special which nice. was more ground really grounded and it was like kind of like an art house pick that the, the guy's mm-hmm. working into a monster have you, if you have you seen that film i, I haven't no that one's great i that one's really good and then there's like big freaking rat which is <laughs> awesome. you know that's like a, almost hinder it, it hinges on trauma you know yep. what I mean? It, it's it's like the goofiest rat in the world and the stupidest <laughs> plot. And it's just a rat, you know? That's all it is, a big rat. Nice. So, um, whereas like the difference between me as a horror actor and getting into this horror world, I'm doing all the genres. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, there's a, a werewolf one that I'm about to do with, with uh, Mark. Mark. You know what I mean? I wasn't in this one called Go Away Every Day, but I was there with them filming but it didn't work out with the role they wanted me for and my schedule but i i like those guys so much i was the set that would have been a different one too there's so many different yeah. you know we one calls times up it's it's yeah. more like a scream you know what i mean it's yeah. very, except it's actually not even scream is actually a satire so it's funny you know what i'm yeah. saying but, uh, or it's witty you know um mm-hmm. times up is pretty much dead serious you know what okay. i mean not a lot of funny stuff in it um but so it's interesting. I, I'm just saying, like, there might be people that are horror fans mm-hmm. that want to get into acting, but only want to act in what they're fans of the type of horror. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you could yep, kind of see that in Indiegogo, where people go to Indiegogo, and then there's people going, "Oh, I'm going to back that. I'm going to act in that." Mm-hmm. Or and they'll, I'll say, "How about this one?" They go, mm, "No, nah, I don't. That one doesn't look like something I'd have fun in." It's like, but it's another horror movie, and it's you know. Right. Exactly. Like, I have a good time shooting anything. Right. I like shooting. I like acting. It's so yep. a challenge, too, to be like, this is going to be a little smaller. Yep. In, in case in point, did you see Massacre Academy? I, I have, yes, because Mark gave me a screener for it. Yeah. So my, my role in that is pretty dark. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm, I'm fairly yep. serious in it. And then if yep. you see Bloody Summer Camp, I'm the goofiest sheriff you'll ever meet. You know bloody summer camp i haven't seen yet but i i oh, it's definitely it's, on my bucket list it's funny yeah it's yeah. funny because I, I know i spoke to i know you mentioned before like earlier today uh, when we were talking uh cody falk uh he's a good friend of mine and uh yeah. he was in that and uh i believe chris writings was also in it i don't know if you know i'm pretty sure you know chris writings um and uh because he was in that and he was in massacre academy um and uh dave kerr he's, he's a friend of mine he directed it obviously um and uh yeah um i i definitely want this one of them that i would like to see and i was going to go to waynesboro to see it when it was in the theater but i had something going on that week and i'm like oh my gosh every single time yeah. i can go to see it I, I, something comes up i would be cool if you could 
you know, I would say to the, the people out there that uh, bloody summer camp, there's an extended cut that they're finishing. Mm-hmm. And most of the extensions is just me and my improvisation that they like, nice. we don't have time, we got to cut it out. But uh, on the Blu-ray, it's really the Blu-ray cut. The Blu-ray is going to be extended, but they're going to play that at the New Jersey Horror Fest. And I think that's like November 14th and 15th. I don't know what day nice. it is. It's in Atlantic City, though. And then the uh, following week, weekend um, of like the 18th, 19th, 20th, something in there of November in Pittsburgh. It's at Horror Realm. Um, but on Sunday night, there is, you should just go check for both of those, Bloody Summer Camp and Massacre Academy. Just go to the Instagram or whatever social media accounts they have. And I'm sure they're listing the screening dates on what it's yeah. going to be. That one is, um, yeah, that that is uh, uh, nice. Massacre Academy will be Sunday night on like nice. the 20th or something like that in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I know. I'll be at like, both of those. I'll be at both of those. We're going to do Q and A's. You we were just talking. You're going to be. Yep. You're yep. going to be. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to be there, but I'm going to, I'm going to oh, do, gonna I'm going to do a live whatever. virtual with uh, Mark and you and Felissa and uh, a right. couple other actors and try just kind of go live and ask you guys like a couple questions and everything, you know, kind of, you know, give everybody insight on the movie. So when it comes out on Blu-ray or if there's any other screenings, have everybody come and go and see it and get it. Cause yeah. it is a really good movie. Yep. Really good movie. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, so obviously you mentioned that you were, that you didn't know you were the killer in a scary movie. Um, and you said you did the scenes, right? So which, um, death scene did you perform was, was your most favorite, the funnest? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I think it would have to be the Carmen, the opening Carmen Electra scene because it had a lot of levels to it and it was sort of shot for shit what i wouldn't say it was shot for shot but it had a good amount of jokes in it and it played in a process yep. you know what i mean yeah so it led up to a lot of stuff it wasn't just one kill but i did yep. i did enjoy killing um uh shannon elizabeth when i cut her head off she wouldn't die remember she wouldn't die and i'd be like ah, and I'd like i slit her head off and stuff like that and she was still alive they cut a lot of stuff of that out though because it got really brutal where i was just like ripping her guts open and i was pulling stuff out and it was like the jaws scene it was like you know there was like a boot that came out and condoms and a license plate you know what i mean and she just didn't die but first it was like guts and you see like you know uh you know lower intestines and then it was sausages whatever you know what i'm saying so it was funny but it was they said it was too bloody and gory so they did that and that's the big difference between uh like say a scary movie does not have really any blood and guts because it really is more of a zucker brother yeah you know it's dirty it's a dirty movie but there's not yeah. a lot of they're not pulling a heart out you know i i right. start and i pull the breast implant out but there's not too much blood yes. you know what i mean exactly versus say like a um uh uh the hatchet movies Mm-hmm. Crowley and Hatchet Four. Yeah. Four. Um, that is it. It has it a lot is, of jokes. A lot yeah. of jokes in it, but it's very bloody and very, very, you know, very bloody. Very, yes. Yeah, and there's some like you know mega kills in there. I guess you want yeah. to call it. He tries to have one, you know, like one like holy crap, you know. But yeah, um, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of blood. In yes. That. So that is that's proof though that you can do, and that's more my. I, if mm-hmm. I when I do my comedy horrors. Yeah, and I have one I want to get off the ground. That's what it's going to be more like is uh, probably like the comedy of scary movie 
Mm -hmm. uh, even tenfold the blood and guts of yes. say a hatchet. Every kill I have is insane and yeah. people don't have as much blood as they're going to be pumping out. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. Like a scary movie. Like I would, I would literally laugh, that, laugh at that movie all the time. Like just some of the jokes and some of the, some of the cheese, I guess you could say, like, it's, it's so funny. Some of the stuff and like, it, Oh my God, most of the stuff, like I'm just cracking up laughing. Like even like the sex scene, I believe it was with Anna Faris, um, mm -hmm. you know, where, you know, he's using the weed whacker and everything. Oh like, yeah, yeah, the yeah, bats yeah. And everything like this is funny. that movie it's, it's, in general just has me cracking up. And I mean, the Wayne brothers, they're the ones that obviously were like, they were really involved with this, they directed it, you know, I'm, yeah. yeah. Like, they're I'm, a funny finding, I'm finding out from talking to a lot of young people mm -hmm. at the conventions you know when I say young I'm saying 20 years old right. a movie 20 years old yeah 21 years old so if somebody comes to my table in 23 they were three years old when the movie came out, three yeah. years old when the movie came out. so they didn't see the movie in the theater so you right. know, um, one of the things I'm finding out is that they do understand that there's screen you know, because yep. you can't get away from screen. There's five of them, just the five or six of them, just like right. you know, scary movie. Yeah. Um, but most of them don't know about or haven't seen. I know what you did last summer. Right. So where a big portion of that film is 50% of it is mm -hmm. the storyline of I know what you did last summer. Right. They didn't see that. So they really view scary movie as like, wow, like yep. a lot of them came up because it's kind of harmless. Yeah. But you have to understand when I you want to know the scariest movie that i watched growing up what wizard of oz oh wow it was on tv every year and it scared nice. me out of me you know the, the witch and the monkey yep. yeah scary movie and it yeah. was creepy and uh um, was so you watch it now and go like that's not scary what the heck you know what i'm saying like and right. so um people watch scary movie when they're like five or six or eight mm -hmm. And it says scary movie. So they're like, oh, and there is a guy killing and slat, you know, but right. not really. But they were like, I thought it was. A, and then a, most of the comedy is going over their head. Right. So they were going, yep. you know, for the first, you know, like 10 years of my life, I thought scary movie was an actual horror movie. Yeah. Not, not a spoof because they didn't yep. have a reference to it. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the funny thing is, uh, the, the comedy first was, was going over their hair. But the what? first the screen, the first screen was originally going to be titled "Scary Movie" at yeah, first that's right. too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, I, I wasn't even old enough to see Scream in the theaters. I was only like seven years old at the time. I mean, I've been watching horror movies since I was six years old. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I mean, my parents would take me to the back when VHS tapes were the big thing, and they would take me to Black Diamond in uh, in Ashland, Pennsylvania, and we'd uh, we'd end up getting out. They, we'd end up renting the VHS tape. They'd get it for me, and I, I'd watch it with them, and. Yeah, it, I, the first thing I saw was Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood. And that's got me started into all of uh, horror movies. I watched all the Friday the 13th and all the Halloweens and Nightmare on Elm Streets and everything. And uh, I mean, I, I've been watching them since I was six, but I couldn't go to the theaters even with an adult because back in the 90s, I couldn't go. With, they wouldn't let us go with an adult unless we were at least like 15, 16 years old. Then we can go with our parents. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, at least in our theaters. I don't know if, if, if I'm sure every theater is different, like with different right. roles. The ones that yeah. we had, like you had to be at least, I think maybe 13 at the least. Oh, okay. You could do it a parent, but I thought you, were, I, you know, because I brought my kids to stuff all the time. Yep. Uh, like, yep. We weren't allowed, like we were allowed um, with a parent at like 
I know I did when I was 15 or 16, maybe 13 was the limit, but, um, not, I was born in 89. So, um, but, and there's like, that's, I'm at the end of the eighties, literally the end of the eighties, December 89. And I miss, I wanted to like all the Friday the 13th, all the Halloween's. I love all of them. And I would have loved to see them in theaters. Hmm. Now, scary movie. I did see that in theaters. You did. Yep, I went with my mom and dad to see that one, and it was, and no, they they didn't like that I was seeing that because they thought it was just gonna be like a horror movie at first. But uh, it made me grow up to to uh, love spoofs and to love like you know these type of uh, like I guess you could say comedy horror type of movies too. Like I I really grew up in that. Like it was it was part of my inspiration of doing my first uh, feature film, Salon, which was a comedy horror. So, okay. um, yeah, it kind of uh, was Samhain or Samhain as some people uh, pronounce oh, okay. it. Yep. Yeah, it's, it. it's a very low budget, not that good. A very fir- I was my first movie made with my own money. So like I, I, ma- I didn't have any funds, no Indiegogo. I was literally getting into it all myself and it wasn't that right. good of a movie, but first movie um you can't i mean it, was, it wasn't bad but it wasn't the it wasn't the greatest but right yeah. yeah but like i got a lot of the, my jokes from scary movie as well like you know a lot of the corny type of cheesy type of jokes and you know some sexual jokes like stuff like that i got i kind of got from scary movie so in the, in the sam hain movie you're saying in the sam hain yep what's it yep. called sam hain yep it's s-a-m-h-a-i-n like Pacific salmon. <laughs> um, where can people see that film? Where can I see that? Um, so it was on uh, on Amazon. However, it is no longer on Amazon because uh, they took down their uh, their um, video on demand platform or whatever. Right. And, and the way our post production editor saved it, we were unable to get it to generate proper captions for it to go stream on amazon right so but what i could do is i have a couple copies somewhere in my house still unpacking <laughs> but i can um i can uh if you like, we can email and everything i can give you a copy of it actually no better yet i have i have the full movie on unlisted on um youtube i can send you the link once we're done That'd the be great. yeah i'll let you know it is not the greatest movie out there but uh just know yeah. it is a very low budget and you could tell yeah no that's good it's, yep. it's important for you to have Third. some basis of yeah. judgment of your own work yes. you know what I mean? There's a, i'd rather hear people say ah oh, this isn't that good or this isn't that great versus like man this thing is awesome and right like, no it's not okay it's not right I, I i i am more than happy to say yeah. what isn't good we also made a short yeah. film called friday the 13th and before does kind of like a short fan right. film that one is uh is like 18 minutes long on youtube yeah. and that one's a lot better than that one is with special effects per se but yeah, yeah because i would think if there's never once i do a performance and I thought that was the best it could be. I'm always going home right. going, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. Yeah. I do this. And a film is really never finished. I got films in the can I've been working on for, for you know, a long time. Yeah. One is going on almost 20 years that it's just nice. sitting there on the yeah. editing thing because I'm very picky. Yeah. Got a little OCD. But um, <laughs> the only the good thing that I could say is at least I'm uh, can if you ever run into a director who goes, man, this film is the best film ever. I made it. It's the greatest thing ever. 
Yeah. It's like, that's not a good, that, a director should want to, and a writer should want to keep getting better and say, yep. it's never good enough. It's never good enough. You know? Absolutely. I interviewed Tom McLaughlin, the director of Friday the 13th part six, uh, Jason lives. And he said that every time he, he always, he's on my Facebook and he always fought, he followed my first movie and he asked how did it come out and everything. And I said, it could have been a lot better. Um, it, it was okay, but it could have been a lot better. And he said, you know what I, whenever, whenever somebody tells me, um, what is your favorite movie you've ever directed? I always tell them the next one because the last one might be good, but I can always do better. I always say that about the podcast I'm on. Nice. Yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm on your podcast. You know what the, my favorite podcast is? The next one. The next one. Exactly. But yeah. no, yeah. I, it's, but I, uh, that advice, it really helped me out with this current movie we're working on 72, which is more of like a quarantine type of movie. It's like a, mm-hmm. like a, like a, like a drama suspense horror thriller type of thing Mm -hmm. and um it like we're doing so much better with this movie and we're doing really well we raised forty four hundred dollars on our indiegogo um just because like sound gave us our launching pad it it gave us a lot of connections that we met right and yeah and meeting those connections like it really helped out getting us to that next level which was really awesome um back to this um so when you first got the script for scary movie what were your initial thoughts on i know you spoke briefly about it but what were your initial thoughts on this movie um mm, well i would say this i had a high bar uh first of all i love i'm gonna get you sucker which was <laughs> um keenan's like you know sort of black exploitation yeah uh, end up uh before in living color and uh, it was one of my favorite movies in that period. Okay. Uh, and then Airplane and the Zucker Brothers stuff. I loved all that. So yeah, when yeah. there was a, the spoof coming, I, I wasn't a big fan of Don't Drink Your Juice While Being a Menace in the Hood or whatever it was. I know they made that one also. That was like a boys, to, boys in the Hood, you know what I mean? Right. Kind of like a, that period yeah. of the Singleton uh, yeah. spoofing that sort of like South Central. Right. Growing up in the South Central kind of stuff, <laughs> gangs. And um, it was okay, but that was what I was worried about was that one was spread out of too many, too many films, you know, it was taking a piece from here and a piece from there and it didn't have a, uh, you know, a concise story, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What made Scary Movie work is you can't deny, um, they kept it very concise in terms of there's a group of kids in high school and somebody's killing them, right? I mean, mm-hmm. people, there's a yeah. killer in a mask. So there is a, there is a mystery that we saw. Right. There is that Scooby-Doo yeah. thing of, okay, we know Scream, so we know it's going to be somebody that we, it's going to be one of these players. You right. know what I mean? that's, the, that's what Scream, Scream doesn't go all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, take off the mask now. It's like, oh, it's the dude we've never seen in the movie right. yet at all. He's yeah. never in the movie. It's always somebody that's in the movie. So um, you know, even reading it, I, I knew I was the killer reading it from the first time they already pitched it to me. You're going to be this right. guy and you're also going to be the killer. Uh, so I, so that was kind of a spoiler alert that blew it for me reading it. But um, obviously I was looking at the jokes mm-hmm. and, and I was kind of just seeing how the kills were mm-hmm. and I could envision, okay, this is going to work. But also I knew from a side of the audience going, here's, you've got this airplane story, you know, yep. concise, 
characters are concise, mm-hmm. but yet we're getting killed and you could really track and go, hey, who is the killer? You know, yeah. like it's not given, like what would have made that movie bad? And I think there was one called Prom Night and it might've even been Larry. Larry might've been in it from Friday 13th. He might've been in yeah. Prom Night. It was a comedy. Do you remember Prom yeah. Night? I do. And I think you knew who the killer was too early. It was like right. literally on page. I got to go back and watch that. But I remember as a kid watching it going like, well, now I know who the killer is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like once yeah. you know who the killer is, it kind of lets the air out. Right. Even if yeah. the killers aren't that great, even if it's not, yeah. at least there's some suspense to keep you moving yeah. to, to the engagement of like, right. well, the movie's not that funny. It kind of sucks. I'm wasting my time, but I do want to see who the killer is. So right. like if they revealed yeah. it was Goofy on page 15, I think you'd, the movie would not be as good. Right. Like, I, and I, I think my a good reveal example, really sells it, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think a oh, good right. example of that is a uh, scream Two, Cause uh, you don't like, you know, Mickey's the killer, but so is uh, Debbie right. Saul, AKA Mrs. Loomis. That was right. a big twist. I didn't expect her first of all, to be the mother of the killer in the first one. Second right. of all, you, you've seen her enough that you're, you know, she's a character and obviously you know her from Roseanne. Um, right. So you know who this, you know, she's kind of sticks out for you because you know the actress to begin with, right. but I never expected her to be the killer. Like I, I was thinking it was going to be, you know, the boyfriend again, or, but right. I was thinking that's too obvious. Maybe it is Haley, uh, the Sydney's friend, which she was originally going to be the killer, right. but because that got leaked, they changed it and they put Mrs. Loomis as, as the killer. And I'm like, oh my God, that was a shocker. I couldn't believe it. Like, that's a good example of like not knowing who the killer is, but it's right in front of your face the whole time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so what was the best part about filming Scary Movie and what was the worst? The best part of filming Scary Movie was working um, on a major motion picture feature. That was my first one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and meeting all the other actors, uh, whether it was Sherry O'Terry or John Abrams or Anna Ferris, just Lachlan Monroe, everyone came from different levels. Like it was Anna's first film, but she was 18, it was her first anything. It was right. my feature film, but I had 12, 13 years of, I worked at Saturday Night Live, I worked at Second City, I did MTV. Yeah. I was probably more of a veteran than anyone else in that sense. I just was never on uh, budget of this size and the scope right. of feature film right. and Lachlan Monroe was an established actress you know an actor so mm-hmm. um, it was just it was fun to go wow this is what it's like the good news is that was a great ensemble and it was an ensemble meaning we're all in a van together going to set and then we're all going back to the hotel and we're all going to go out to dinner and and we were living uh, in Vancouver for two months while nice. we were shooting it the only one that lived in Vancouver was Lachlan Monroe. He was Canadian. Mm-hmm. He he might have not been around as much. He was married, yeah. a kid. He's like, I gotta go home. But we're like, yeah. we're we're staying at the hotel. So <laughs> that was probably the best thing. And the worst, the worst thing. I can't really think of anything that was that terrible. It was a. Nice. I had a blast. Um, That's awesome. Maybe. Um, um, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. You know. <laughs> Nothing. Not a problem. Sometimes there isn't anything that's bad on a film. Yeah, it's funny. You, like I asked, what is the worst? And some people said, well, to give you an answer, even though there's nothing that was really that bad, it was too cold out. <laughs> that's usually what it is. I mean, yeah. But like if, if you were to say one that would have been slightly miserable, but not not in filming, I had a great time filming it. 
hatchet for Victor Crowley was we were on a submerged uh, airplane, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, we shot at night and the water was like 50 degrees. Yeah. And you try sitting in that water for a couple hours and then you're just miserable. We, let's get out, let's do this. But yeah. it brought the cast and crew together because we wanted to get it done. Yeah. It was definitely, there's nothing more than being wet and cold. That, yeah. that is what people do not like. You know, we're not wet and yeah. cold animals. You know, we're not a right. seal would love wet and cold. You yeah. Know? What are you talking about? A walrus would be like, wet and cold. What's the kind of problem? <laughs> wet and cold. That's what they do. I am wet and cold. <laughs> I don't want to be dry and warm. Exactly. Know? But humans are like, we're not walruses. I want to be nice and dry yeah. and warm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Usually, exactly. you know, and then there might be like other ones where it's like uh, the locations or the long hours or long drives. Um, yeah. I don't think, luckily, I've never had too bad of an experience working with crew or act or a director or a fellow actor that I just mm -hmm. didn't like, I can't take it anymore. I, right. I've never had that. Um, okay. Probably because it's, I already have enough patience and <laughs> I think everyone does. And you realize well, I didn't sign on for 20 years. It's right. this is a week and a half, you know. Right. I think I can get through this and be polite. So exactly, exactly. So what was it like working with the Wayans brothers? You were, I know you worked with quite a few of them. So what was it like working with them? I'm about to start on another film with them very nice. soon, in a couple weeks. Um, I love working with them. They nice. they let me do what I want to do. They just sent me a text being like, hey, send us photos of your hair and let us know if you got ideas for the character. So uh they give me permission to play, you know, yes. which is always important. And that stems from Keenan, how he did his stuff the whole time. Right. Uh, you know, we're indoors. We're at the batting cages. You can wear shorts if you want. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm talking to my son. We, I'm going to run. I coach baseball. So we're good. We got a baseball practice, but it's actually indoors at batting cages. Okay. But, um, so after this question, then I got to go. Okay. Uh, what were we saying? How do these glasses look? They're crazy, huh? <laughs> my reading glasses. Uh, how is it working with the Waynes? Yeah, they just, they let you, they know it's important to open the artist up. Right. Take the burden off of an artist. You don't want to claim. Keenan always said, like, I pay you. Like, when I was doing Doofy, it's mm -hmm. like, that's what I hired you for. I right. hired you. I want as much creativity of Dave Sheridan mm -hmm. on the film. I don't want to stop Dave Sheridan. You know what I mean? Right. And so... Uh, and that was with every department, whether it's his wardrobe department or his hair he wants, he paid mm -hmm. for them to do stuff. He doesn't want them to be like, what's Keenan? Right. What's Keenan? I don't know. You know what I mean? He's like, you're the person that went to school to be a hairdresser and you come up, mm -hmm. give me something, you know? Like, so uh, I that's one thing I learned early on is, and, and it's rewarding because the, everyone that works in the business, whether they're a sound guy or a makeup person or an actor, they want to do what their job is and they mm -hmm. want to be able to do their job and, yeah. Uh, and, and have input, you know what I mean, into the Absolutely. process, especially with set design or lighting or acting or camera camera guy. You don't want a camera guy that's just the DP who's just, oh, I just have to do whatever the director or the producer right. say. He's not going to be happy versus the guy that's exactly. like, hey, what about the shot right here? And I come in and I do that. And then you can go, yeah, I like that, but can we maybe we'll start back and hold it a little longer and okay right. that's great too and you you know you you basically work as a team absolutely so, so the last thing i want to ask you is do you have anything else that you want to you want to plug any projects or anything social media or anything that you want to plug to our listening audience 
Oh, uh, no, I'm going to. Um, that's the things we talked about. Those two films. Those are probably awesome. the next things up. I'm going to be. When is this going to be on? Uh, probably tonight. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Like you could go to my Instagram, Dave Sheridan official, and you could probably see like some upcoming appearances. Okay. shows. But I'm going to be, you know, in North Carolina this weekend in Hickory. Then I'm going to be. Okay in Tennessee at a place, uh, it's called Hazard Fest. Okay. It's Hazard Fest, that's gonna be awesome. Gonna be there with Do nice. uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. And I'm gonna be, nice. I'm bringing my Doofy outfit. I wanna do something with Dog and Doofy. You know, that's like, awesome. Busting. Like I'm gonna have one of my friends in the, in the ghost face. Nice. And it's gonna be dogs helping me bust ghost face. You oh, know what I mean? awesome. And it's good because it'll be, it's in October. So that should play well. Um, and then, uh, then I go to Manchester, uk for a thing called for the love of horror then i'll be at Scarefest in kentucky then after that i'm going to be in niagara falls it's called a uh, um frightmare at the falls in okay falls. that's the halloween weekend nice. and the weekend after that i'll be in um dusseldorf germany on the fifth and sixth then um the weekend after that where is that? Is that the eighth? You, you're covering up my calendar, but um, <laughs> I believe the following weekend after that is then, yep, is New Jersey HorrorCon the 12th, 13th, 14th nice. after Dusseldorf. And then uh, uh, PA, uh, um, I'm sorry, Horror Realm in Pittsburgh yeah. is the 19th, is actually the 20th, 21st. Nice. Then, that's, then it's Thanksgiving. And then I am kind of off. I think I'm going to be doing a screening of uh, Victor Crowley in um, Oklahoma, I think on this 18th, 17th or 18th of December. Awesome. I only have one, I think it's only one or two things going on in, in December right now. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me, Dave. Thank you. And yep. uh, good questions. And thank you. I'll hope to see you at least virtually. Yeah. Send me the link to your movie. Yep. You know, absolutely. Virtually at that screen. What is that? Yep. That was my phone going off. <laughs> uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, bye. All right, bye. <laughs>